Hi guys. So we recorded this episode back on June 2nd. Just wanted to give you a heads up. We know that so much has changed in the past two weeks. We delayed releasing this to take part in the podcast blackout, um, but we are releasing it now. We wanted to acknowledge that so much has changed in the past two weeks, and so some things that we talk about and mention, we realize that may not be where things still stand even two weeks later, but we felt it was still important to release this episode and show kind of where things were two weeks ago, where things are now, and continue the dialogue. Um, We didn't want to ignore the situation and not release it, so here it is from... about two weeks ago Um, the first half is a little heavy the second half is a little little lighter we hope you stick around and listen to the whole thing please you know find us on instagram or facebook and let us know where you are and let's keep the dialogue going and um, keep the movement going it's the only way that we're gonna actually make a difference and make a change but we hope you enjoy it and we hope we keep a dialogue going across the country and we hope you listen. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Platonic Life Mates. My name is Melissa. And I'm Whitney. I think I have to speak. So this will be nice. Perfect timing. Perfect I know. timing. Um, so we have, I believe, a lot to talk about today because a lot of things have happened in recent days in the world, in our country. So I'm sure we will have thoughts about that. Oh, yes. And our planned topic for the day is. Um, something called imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon. Um, And it's about maybe not really feeling deserving of your accolades or compliments you might get based on your performance and stuff like that. So we will talk about that. And if we uh, took one small test online and if we are now diagnosed with imposter syndrome or not, very exciting. I'm sure it's completely factual because it was just a seven minute test. Accurate for sure i agree with it completely (laughs) oh how was your week whitney my week was on a personal note (laughs) like fine right personally uneventful agree personally fine yeah but (laughs) on a larger scale it was a lot it it it, it has been a lot. Um, so I'm sure everyone has seen the video of George uh, Floyd being murdered. And, you know, it's a hard video to watch. And then reading people's comments online about, well, he was a criminal, like he shouldn't have been a criminal... It was like allegedly either, I know there's two different things, either allegedly like a bad check or allegedly like a fake $20 bill. Either way, it was like, it was a nonviolent crime if he was guilty and no reason for someone to be killed. And I just, I can't believe like 
victim blamers in this situation? Like, how do those people, how do those people get through life? I think they feel like they're doing just fine. Yeah. Well, my whole thing is right. When there's deadly force, when a police officer is supposed to use deadly force, it's when the person is a threat to, you know, the police officers or other citizens or themselves. That's Mm -hmm. when that is supposed to be used. And that man was not a threat, a threat in any way, shape or form. He was, he was, um, he was detained and on, on his, he was on the ground, face down, handcuffs on his back and and in no way shape or form posed a threat to you even if he had you know before the anything had happened that people saw was resisting he no longer was so any type of um you know brute force like that and deadly force was was not needed at that time and especially for that length of time eight minutes on someone's neck what the hell are you doing um i try not to i I don't watch videos of, of, um, you know, members of the black community being abused or being murdered because it Too feels um, very much like you're watching. I don't need to watch them be victimized or murdered, right? I can read an account and, and get the facts of what people are saying happened. I don't need to watch that because it's, it's very much just like a, a gross fascination. So, um, see, I don't, I, I make, I make myself watch, especially like, um, like the main video of George uh, Floyd, because it was like off of a cell phone, like an amateur video. I don't like news coverage ones where it's like sensationalized and it's really dramatic, but like those like raw videos, like I make myself watch those. Um, they're hard to watch. But, you know, but I don't know. I I feel like it's my duty to, like, recognize and, like, understand, like, the pain of it, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure how to really, like, word that. I'm not, a, it's not that I'm opposed. And I've seen many, like, when um, Sam DeBose was killed here and you, at, Cincinnati several years ago I definitely watched that one that man was executed Mm -hmm. point blank by that police officer um but now I think uh I have a different take on it because I've been reading some stuff from some other sure people from the black community you know and they're like stop stop watching these and 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 sending the you know hey have you seen this and watching these because it's like Right, we can read the account of what happened and still yeah. understand um, what happened was racial and unneeded and disgusting uh, and just a brutal murder of this man um, without having to witness the, his life being taken in that way. I don't know. I, I vacillate, I um, but it to to watch him be treated that way i think in some ways can be really disrespectful of the way he was killed right like i don't i don't need to watch you be murdered to know that you were murdered i don't need right. to watch you be so horribly mistreated and disrespected as a human to know 
that you were horribly mistreated and disrespected as a human. Because whether you're watching on the news or not, it's still sensationalized. Whether you're just watching the cell phone footage or not. But it's not edited. Um, it's no, and I under, and I understand what you're saying, and I and I, I and I I can I can see what you mean. I and I agree with that. You know, I guess I was just looking at his perspective too. Is like, I mean, not only is it difficult because someone's dying, but it's also difficult because in majority of videos like that, the person who is murdering a person of color is someone who is my race. You know what I mean? And I, no, I, I understand. I mean, like, I know I just, that. Like, yes, I hundred well, yeah. percent know it's a piece of shit white person. Right, and I just, I guess, I guess, like watching it, I want, I, I feel like, and I obviously could be wrong, but like, so many people are in denial of like, there's bad cops. You know what I mean? They, 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 they blame people. So that's why I feel like sometimes those videos are good. Like if they can reach somebody to make them understand that yeah there's a bunch of white people out there killing black people because everyone's answer to police brutality is well what about black on black crime like that's every conservatives not every i won't group everyone together but nine out of ten times that is what their response is and that's not the appropriate response the the response is to like look and see what cops white cops are doing oh yeah no i 100 percent agree i'm saying for me as a personal choice oh i'm I'm not saying you're wrong don't need to watch the video of george to know that it, I mean, and I have seen it because it's just been everywhere. So I it's wind everywhere. up seeing it anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go actively be like, I want to see this video. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. I didn't actively seek Search it out. out. I didn't want yeah. to witness his life be taken from him. I just feel like, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you want someone? I honestly don't think you have to seek those out. I think if any social media, it's going to be in someone's newsfeed yeah, somewhere. You've got to scroll long enough. So I have seen it. Um, because yeah. there it was. Um, but yeah, I just <laughs> we're we're witnessing these black men be murdered, and I think we need to stop when you're watching it and really ask yourself why are you watching it? Mm-hmm. What are you getting from it? Are you watching it because it's like, oh yeah, I've heard about this? And are you? I mean, you know, I bawl my eyes. It's just I. Yeah, I didn't have to watch it to have it be proven to me that what happened to him was murder. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, George, uh, George Floyd's murder is, like, undeniable, right? Completely. Yeah. 100%. Even, like, people aren't even, like, there's, like, you know, police and governors across the country aren't saying like well we had to wait for investigation no they're like saying no he was murdered you know which is not that's not what happens typically it's always like we'll get to wait for the investigation but um but it's not the right way but i think sometimes like the kind of like counter off side of that is uh the murder of ahmaud aubrey in georgia he was he was jogging and he was you know killed by two people in the neighborhood i know it's not uh, a police officer but it is a retired police officer a retired de- detective and like cause that story that account is well this happened or maybe this happened or maybe this happened so I think people are drawn to like well let me watch the video and let me decide for myself what I think happened I think that's a draw in for people right or wrong yeah and it's like you you don't get to decide what happened that man was murdered 
and whatever led up to it he was murdered yeah and there's still people who are like blaming him like this kid is running taking he's jogging and he gets shot right and there's the victim blamers are saying well he was trying to take the shotgun from that guy you would too if someone was trying to shoot you yes it's called self-defense you're allowed to disarm it wasn't a cop he wasn't stopping him in a traffic violation like this man had no reason to have a gun on him he's just running there was no no reason to yeah any normal person would react when a gun is pulled on them to try and for no reason get the gun away and get away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's protecting himself. As that don't oh, fuckers would say they were with their guns for no reason. So yeah, yeah. And so you know, uh, George Floyd's murder was kind of like the launching pad for um, protests in Minnesota that quickly spread across the country, and. Although I hate the circumstances of what happened or just why people even have to do this. But I mean, I feel like it's like, I feel like it's going to be like a bigger thing and a longer thing. Like, like they're really like people are going to force change. Like, like I know like people protested in Ferguson and then after a while it just went away. And I feel like this isn't going away because it's, it's, I mean, it's not even just our country. Like I've seen videos of protests in Canada and in Europe and in France and I feel like there's bigger changes coming. I hope. I mean, I hope there are. I hope. You know. Um, we're in our fourth our... night of protests, you know, here. It's been in 140 cities. I just, um, the only way there's going to be change is if if it's, and I, I'm hoping, you know, there are white allies. This is a white person problem. These people are there are it's killers in the white community. Nothing is gonna uh-huh. change until the white community starts saying, "Yep." So yeah. that's we, what uh, there's a racist problem, and we all are racist on some sliding scale. And if anyone is listening to this and is like, "No, I've never been racist. I'm not racist," then you're fucking you're lying, lying to, to yourself. yourself. Because it's so systemic and it's so like think like people like something that people don't even realize they're saying is racist when they say something like oh that's on the bad side of town yeah. like you're making an assumption. There's just so many things. So um, I'm trying to think of like other like stuff that people say without realizing it. You know what I mean? But I think r- right now in the world we live in and just in general, like I, it's not enough. And I don't. I mean, it's not enough to just say. I'm not a racist. Like, that's not enough. You have to be like an ally, which means listening, like shutting up and listening as two white women talk about this, (laughs) but you have to shut up and listen and you have to learn and be an ally and be anti-racism. And that means like calling out family members or people and being like, what you're saying isn't all right. And you can't say, I don't, I'm sorry, but oh, they're from another time. That's just how they are. It's not an excuse. It's just not. Yeah, you can't make any excuses for why there's no excuses. People are saying things and like excuse them because uh, it was also okay at one point to sexually harass women in the workplace. And now it's not okay. We don't just let older managers still sexually harass women because ah, they're from a different time. But movements and change don't happen until the allies that are not of that minority get involved and really finally mm-hmm. take ownership of the part that they play. 
in yeah in the issue and in the problem and in creating you know whatever part of it they do and attention all white people we have created this problem right this and allowed it to fester this the killers are in our community and we have to own that and white people live in this privileged thing where we are expected we expect to just be judged on our individual self and you know, we don't really look at ourselves as a white community. You don't hear that very much, right? You know, no. people haven't talked about that much until I'm finally seeing it now. Um, and we're, you know, we're just us. I'm just me and you're just you. And if someone in, you know, my town. If or I go out and make a mistake publicly. It's yours. And it's yours You don't alone. get blamed for it. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm an individual. If some. But if people s- of color, it's not the same. Like, well, that it's Amy, not the same way. That Amy Cooper in New York, right? That mm-hmm. middle, middle class, white liberal lady calling the police with a blatant lie of a, a black man is threatening her life, blah, blah, blah. Uh, middle class white ladies everywhere are not being told to hey you need to control your girl right right you ladies need to get on your other ladies here because they are acting out right. of control because that's happening everywhere that's not just amy cooper that's no. all karens everywhere but we're not being it's told happening and it's been happening it's just being recorded it's been yeah. happening and we're not being told hey other karens control your karens but the black community <laughs> is Hey, black community, get your black community together. So as white people, we have this privilege of like, well, that's not our problem. Not my circus, not my monkeys, not my issue. But it is. And we have to look beyond this, like this privileged expectation of just me, myself and I. And no, we also have to be held accountable for our community as we then look at all other minority communities and expect them to control and be accountable for their community. Then the same goes for us. It, we can't have it both ways. This is such privileged bullshit. And yet we move through the world in that way. Mm-hmm. And we've created this problem well, for th- hundreds of years. We've created these these lies to oppress the black community. Like we kidnapped people from Africa. We brought them here. We used them essentially as as free labor as we treated them like as cattle you're gonna do a free label you're gonna work we're gonna steal your babies from you and then uh, a couple hundred years later when we no longer can do this and you're quote-unquote set free well whatever that means right now we have to kind of we still don't view you as human we're still not going to view mm-hmm. you as equals a, a switch doesn't just flip that was and that was only 200 years ago it's not like all of a sudden, those hundreds of years of treating you less than human have gone away, and that the systems that we built while we were literally building this country on your back, all of those feelings of you being subhuman that got built into the systems of this country just went away. They're built into right. the foundations of this fucking country, and I don't understand how white people don't well, understand that. So, And like to go on top of that, too, like as us white people as a society as a country we've had hundreds of years to like establish our societal norms and how we are and what we are 
and how like we're going to handle things. And then we all, we just expect like someone to be able to flip, like some of these people haven't had rights. I mean, they've only had rights for what, 50 years. Like we've had hundreds of years. We, you can't just flip a switch and it all goes away. Yeah. You know, it's just, no, the people who built this country were white dudes. White people have had all the power. So the systems are built to let white people keep that power. And then as more rights were given to minorities, the system... The matter and matter white people got pissed. Well, the system didn't change to form around what the minorities needed, guys. We pigeonholed the minorities into it. The system did not change to hear and to take in everyone else coming. Like, do you not understand that? The system is still the system that it's been. So it's a systemically racist system. Mm -hmm. And people will lie to themselves and they'll come up with excuses. Well, um, blacks weren't the only slaves. There were Irish slaves too. Like it's, it's okay. That's not how it was. And that's That's a small percentage, but they also weren't treated the same way. No, they were not. Um, I also don't like the lie that we tell ourselves, and I know this is super controversial, but hear me out. I don't like the lie that we tell ourselves that it's only a small percentage, because maybe it is a small percentage that is bad, but it's a much, much, much larger percentage of cops, especially, that, to me, silence is compliance, okay? If they don't do anything because someone's acting, because someone is a murder or because someone is treating someone unfairly if you just stand by and watch them like you're just as guilty and we keep telling ourselves and people try to you know push this narrative that oh you know no one hates bad cops more than good cops it's just a small percentage so <clears throat> if it's only a small percentage basic math let's say it's 25 percent, which is not a small percentage it's one quarter of bad op- people of officers who are bad the odds of george floyd getting four bad officers out of a quote small percentage of 25% would be like flipping a coin and landing on tails 10 times in a row possible, but not probable. So it's not just a small, I mean, that's not a small percentage. Maybe it was one bad cop, but it was three cops that are also just as bad because maybe they're not innately bad, but they let other cops do bad things. And that's what needs to change. I, um, this one's hard for me to talk about. And it's not even my, and I feel stupid being upset about this because I'm a white person. I'm sure this is like, it's so small compared to what other people go through. But I was downtown Columbus on Saturday. And I don't know if how much you watch the news about other cities, but like protests were bad in Columbus. There was a lot of, uh, there was rioting and destruction of property, but like a lot of other communities, once those people are arrested and identified, it was concluded that they weren't from Columbus and they weren't, half of them weren't even from Ohio. 80% of them were not from here. They were just here to cause problems and they were mostly white. The way it was at most of these places, most of the protests were Mm -hmm. perfectly fine and peaceful and then there was the were these small i don't even call them protesters i call them antagonists like these small tiny fractions of people who started the looting and other things the majority of these protests were really peaceful i mean look at the huge groups of thousands of people and then you'd have like i know a group of like 30 or 100 people who kind of split off and go do something 
these protests but those, were not those violent. few people are what are what racists and people who are in denial latch on to well, that's all they like, see and that's all Trump they want to talk about the thugs and i'm like uh look at the there were a lot of white people there brother like well and also i realized this talking to a friend that like for maybe not i won't i can't, obviously can't speak for everyone but in his opinion and he's a black man that the word thugs is just a, a word another word for the n-word oh yeah it's just a word you can it's say without having word. to say n-word it's a hundred percent just a coded word because look at but, how um, people talked about the, the jackasses and the protest several weeks ago to open states back up and their behavior yeah no mm-hmm. one's throwing that word around and their behavior at cops no. was disgusting. And they had, and they had, and they had huge weapons inside the state house here screaming in the face of cops. Yeah. Now there's cops protecting the state house. They can't even get like a processor can't get inside of it. Anyway, what I was, I want to give you my account of Saturday. What I saw, I saw a lot of bad things. And Saturday, you know, even during the daytime, it wasn't that bad, but it's still, I mean, nighttime got worse. It's been better yesterday, Sunday and Monday, but Saturday I was there and I was kind of, a, I was there with a group of uh, women. It's just like, uh, just like it's witness, like just like witness and like know what's going on, you know? And there was a group of women who were not on the street. They were in front of the state house, out of the street. Um, they were linked arm in arm. And they were quiet. They were standing there and they just had their arms. And they, I mean, they were facing out towards where the police officers were in full riot gear. And out of nowhere, an officer came up to them very quickly. He gave them no orders and he maced them in the face. When one of the women towards the middle of the pack didn't overly react, like the spray didn't really get to her. The officer pulled off her mask and sprayed her directly in the face. These women weren't doing anything. They were standing. And I know that fits the narrative of, well, I was just one out of dozens of cops are there. It's just a few that are bad. But almost what I thought was worse than him spraying people in the face were the two dozen officers that were standing close to where he had walked from who just watched him do it and did nothing. And that was really hard. I, um... It was hard. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to react. But, like, I, I, like, the, like, the message here is, you know, like, it's not our issue it you know we're there to be a buffer we're there to witness we're not there to like scream and yell at the cops like that puts people of color in danger so i didn't react but i wanted to you know what i mean mm-hmm. and initially our um mayor columbus mayor was going on and on about how amazing the cops are doing and they're keeping things under control but these cops are antagonizing people. And that's not the only thing I witnessed. They forced people up onto the sidewalk later on. And then once everyone got on the sidewalk, they brought horses through on the sidewalk and were telling people to move. And then when people moved off to the sidewalk, people sprayed them back onto the sidewalk. Like, it was, it was purposeful. It was antagonistic. And it was horrible. But our, our mayor's telling them they're doing a good job. 
they're doing great well then a bunch of members of the community are calling for the mayor's resignation and today he's flipped the script and now there's a website or a, an email set up and a civilian um, council board for people to send in videos and pictures and accounts of uh, police brutality that's been happening during these protests. And it's just like, he wouldn't have had that reaction. Like he was supporting the police officers and what they were doing. The only reason he sw- flipped the script, he's a white guy. The only reason he flipped the script is because people are calling for his resignation. Yeah. And they just... You know, I mean, we have uh, city council and representatives who were there on Saturday who got maced standing on the sidewalk. And, you know, I thought, oh, well, like their word will stand differently because, you know, who, who they are. But it didn't change how the mayor was viewing things. I don't know. I just didn't. Well, wins re-election. It doesn't get ousted. Oh, I mean, they're already yeah. I mean, they they're pulling for like they need uh sixteen thousand signatures for like something to go before a board. Like people are still pushing yeah. for it. Um. Yeah, and then we have a ten o'clock curfew. I think you do we too. We're already but, shut down. Look, Cincinnati. Oh, Ours, I, I think, think this is, is newer because... for Columbus. This is our third round of race riots. So this is not <laughs> a new thing for us. Cincinnati has a long history of race riots and protests. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we were locked down at eight. Stores were closed at seven today. <laughs> um, But like, so before curfew, like obviously like pe- people are like, the peaceful protesters are acknowledging it. There was, I think there was people the first night who weren't, but again, those were not the protesters. Those were the outsiders being antagonistic, you know? Um, but there's also videos of uh, like people trying to leave downtown. And when it gets closer to that curfew time, please start closing, please start closing. It's not curfew yet, but please start closing in. So like people are trying to go, you know, walk back to wherever they're coming. People park way out and cops are like, no, you can't go down this way. So then people try to go a different way. And there's cops there like, no, turn around. Don't come down this. And all of a sudden they're surrounded by cops. And there's a video of cops chasing a group of about 15 people down an alley. And cops came from the other side of the alley and they cornered them and like pinned them there and just kept like spraying them with pepper spray and pelting them with the, the rubber wooden bullets. Yeah. And our mayor was still saying the police are doing a great job. That's sick. Yeah. It's sick. And that's a byproduct of systemic racism. Yeah. Well, and you have a president who goes on air today and talks about these pro these peaceful protests, you know, for the majority of, of what's happening is peaceful protests. And he talks about them in terms of war. You have to dominate. You have to be in the battle. I mean, it, it just happened a little bit ago. I have to pull up. But you have oh, to dominate. Like said- you have to be in these battle areas. This is what he's saying. So he's talking mm-hmm. about his own citizens, the citizens of this country who are exercising their constitutional right to peaceful protest. Yes, there have been 
time, like there have been riots and there has been shit going on, and the National Guard has been called out. Twenty three states. I recognize that, but you are calling out armed guards, and then you were talking about your citizens to these governors and to the press, in literally in terms of battle. You've said it's a war zone. You literally, he has said, and this is like a war. I mean, in ways, this mm-hmm. is a war. You were talking right. about treating your citizens as if you were at war with them. This yeah. is a problem. When the looting starts, the shooting yeah. starts. And then claims he doesn't understand what that meant. This is a problem if you are talking about treating your citizens and what they are doing, where they are constitutional, just as if it is a war. Mm-hmm. Well, he said or later this or later this today, he said if... Um, if some of these Democratic governors don't get things under control, he's going to send in the full military. Yeah, that's what I... You can't do... That's illegal. You can't. You can call the National Guard, but you cannot send in the military on your own people. No, and that's what I mean. When you were... When you were treating this, like, yes, there were riots and looting. Yep. Yep, there were. But you were talking about treating your fucking American citizens... Who this has been going? This is the fourth day, okay? Then and, and mm-hmm. really, in the great scope of things, you need to calm the fuck down. Like I am, I feel for the, the people whose businesses have been looted. I really do, but in the great scheme yeah. of things, this is not honestly a huge problem. And the thousands of people who've been protesting, the major, what 85 percent, it's been peaceful. But when you are talking about treating your citizens of your country as if you were at war with them. Because of this, this is a problem, a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And you are having, there are police across this country who are arresting uh, members of the press for no reason. So many members of the press. Not t- for, and like identified members of the press who are doing their job, yeah. who are allowed to be there, who are cooperating with you, who are being arrested not being told why or given a reason. And for like the one example that's glaring to me is the arrest of the CNN reporter. Yeah. Yep. And his counterpart was not too far away from him, but he just happened to be a white guy and he was Mm -hmm. fine. He was told just to move over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have, I'm sure in hindsight, CNN's like, yeah, (laughs) this is great coverage because they arrested him on live TV. Right. But it's still a problem. And then like, I saw, like, later on, I watched the video of, like, they played it in full. And, like, the camera is the rolling, rolling in the, the whole car. Time. Yeah, it's right in the car. You can hear, like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And the fact that, like, those police officers were, like, questioned, like, why are we doing this? And, like, the guys, you know, Omar's explaining yeah. to him, like, and the guy's like, I don't know, man. I'm just doing, I'm just following orders. Whose orders? Exactly. You were standing out on a corner. So who gave you the order to arrest these reporters who identified themselves mm-hmm. multiple times to you, who were extremely congenial and cooperative and I saw a, gave sorry. no reason to arrest them, simply said like, oh, we were told to stand here, but we'll move. You just tell us where. Just we're happy mm-hmm. to move. I saw a reporter who was like, like fleeing. Right, because he was told to leave, and so he was like running through like a parking lot, and he was yelling at it for his producer, and I forget like Janice or whatever. He's like, "I'll get my producer," and they like pelted him with rubber bullets and then tackled him to the ground yeah. and told him to stay there. Yeah. 
One reporter. Uh, I, there was name. A- he was white. He's he's a he was doing his job. He was reporting. His colleague mm-hmm. was just behind him, who happens to be black. They ran by him as he was doing his job and arrested his colleague, who was also doing his job, the same job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What is? Literally, we're both like it. Just we have a this. Are we in a police state now? Like, and it's and it's almost like it's so stupid on the part of the police because." literally like the best thing they could have done is to be fantastic and like well look you're wrong but literally you're doing exactly what these protesters are protesting against against while they're protesting like you're just putting it out there in front of then they don't care they're doing it in front of news cameras everyone has a fucking cell phone is recording everything i've seen great videos not even from like news coverage but just like independent people live streaming you know and it's just like you don't they don't care because they don't have to care because cops have implied immunity well yeah they can kill someone on accident and they're not in trouble for it because oh i was a mistake i'm a cop i was doing my job now me as a uh as a recruiter if i fire the wrong person for the wrong reason i can be sued and lose my job but a police officer can kill somebody and it can be promoted a month later. Nope. That's the, that system is broken. I'm not saying all police are bad. I know some fantastic police officers and sheriffs. But the fact that, or even if you do get fired, it, it doesn't stick with you. You, you can go, go to three another, towns over and exactly, get another job. Another. That system is broken. Department. And there's like, you know, the blue code where you don't rat on each other. You don't. You know, you stand up for each other and you fake things or whatever like that. Oh, I thought he had a gun. I thought he had a gun, too. That kind of bullshit. That's the problem. And that's why maybe there is just a small percentage. But that small percentage with a blue code or a don't write on your buddy code makes it a monumental problem. Yeah. Um. Sorry frustrated have you seen uh trevor noah's video kind of talking about everything that's going on um i haven't watched it i have seen that he has one but i i would i would i would watch i would recommend everyone to watch it and there was one thing that he said that i really liked and so watch it because i'm gonna fuck it up but he was talking about like you know like talking about people's go-to white people's go-to is always like well what about black on black crime don't you care about that and he's like that's stupid of course we care about that like that's a stupid question but, and he made the reference and he kind of talk, like talked about it better than I will. So listen to it. But he talked about, you know, if you grow up in a community where your leaders and the people who are supposed to enforce the laws don't care about, about black lives, that's your leaders. Those are your role models. What else do you expect from a people who are seeing that their lives don't matter, that black lives don't matter? Yeah. They're, I mean, he's like, it's just a learned behavior. Well, Yeah. And I just like it's sad because I know I've I've never thought about I've never had to worry about um, like making sure I teach my son uh, to keep his hands on a steering wheel if he's pulled over by a cop. I've never had to like you know think about teaching my son like oh you can't wear like wife beater tank tops out in public or do rags over your on your hair. 
I've never thought about um, what am I going to name my kid because I don't want to name it, name it too much of a reflection of my culture because that might perceive negatively on resumes when they're older. I've never had to think about anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't conversations we have to have with our children as we raise them or worry about someone, you know, calling the cops on I them read when a, they walk home from school. Oh my God. Because they look suspicious in our neighborhood. Um, what's suspicious? I like, well, yeah, I love those watching the videos and the people who like know their rights are like, what, what's the description? A black guy? And they're like, well, black guy with dark clothes. And he's what? like, that's, that's not, not a description. What? That's just someone in cl- What? What does that mean? Exactly. It means nothing. So, but me in dark clothes is not suspicious. Like, uh, right? What? Racist again. I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about my kids jogging through my neighborhood because with their hoodie on and their hood up because it's raining. I don't have to worry about my kid going to the carryout down the street and buying a bag of Skittles and walking back and someone think that bag of Skittles is a gun, so they shoot him. I read an account of a from as a father's perspective. He got pulled over for speeding. He said I was probably speeding. He has wife and his two kids in the car. Black black family. And the officer came over to them. He didn't even talk to the adults. He just opened the car and pulled the kids out of the car and he had them over to the side on the sidewalk and asked them, uh, where's dad's gun in the car? Oh where's dad's drugs in the car? And there's more, there was, you know, the story went on, but he was like, I was worried that day that my family and I were not going to leave a traffic stop alive. I've never once in my life worried about, am I going to leave this traffic stop alive? You know I mean? I pull up next to a cop at a traffic light. I don't think twice about it. Mm -mm. And the fact that like someone has like, not just someone, many people, but it was just one person, very detailed account. I think that's why, you know. Very detailed, like emotional. I've like that. You're not sure if you're going to leave a traffic stop alive. Not because he did anything overtly wrong. Everyone gets pulled over speeding. speeding. It's not a big fucking thing. Yeah, you're not. There's no reason to have your gun out because someone was speeding. Exactly. But you have your hand on your weapon because he's black. And he assumed that he had a weapon in the car. And he assumed that he had drugs in the car because he was black. That's society's fault. Yes, it's the cop's fault, but that's society's fault for continuing to perpetuate that ideal. Yeah. I know more white people who do drugs than black people who do drugs, to be completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or who own guns. Yeah. Hell, our hometown is full of meth and crazy white people missing half their fucking teeth. But we're worried about black people in, in, in downtown Columbus. Yes, with a shit ton of guns. There was a... Uh, a protest today in Mount Vernon, which is north of Columbus, right? And like it was a you know peaceful protest, and all these and I'm going to use the word I don't even care fucking hillbillies are on social media talking about like we'll give them something to protest. I'm going to go down there where I got my my pistol under my belt and my rifle in my jeep. Exactly. I'll give them something to worry about. He's like, we call those type of things speed bumps. I'll run them over. But that's not a threat. Police say they can't do anything about it because they haven't acted on it yet. If a black person said that about a white protest two weeks ago, I'm going to go run him oh, over. Yeah. That fucker would be tried for treason. Yeah. That's not okay. No. I keep like saying it's not okay, but I don't know what else to say. Um, you were talking about allies and white allies. Um, 
because of downtown issues after a certain time because after like after eight o'clock you it's a, you, the cops are disgusting um so like they got out of downtown a lot earlier today and so they had like smaller protests and they had a, a pretty big smaller protest in dublin and someone was like why would they have it in dublin I, of oh course i'm an asshole and i because was like oh uh, because dublin is Karen. i'm like because dublin's full of rich white people and i said when white people and money get involved in your protest people will start exactly. listening and it shut them up. Because those are the people who need to be involved. Because those are the people yes. who are causing this problem. And there were t- there were tons of white people down there. Which is good. Why would they move that here? He basically saying, well, we don't have a lot of black yeah, people like, here. Why would you come here? There aren't a lot of black people living in Dublin. So why are you going to come protest here? Also, have you not looked at any of the pictures? I've seen a very diverse population uh-huh. protesting. Which is the way it should be. I know. And I love, uh, and I'm sure this is a lot of places, but I, I've, I've been following a lot of downtown Columbus, obviously. Uh, and it's just like, I see like pictures and video after video. I love it of like white people kind of making like a f- flesh shield between the people of color and the cops, like lining up, staring at them, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Like be the first people to like get mace and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was the group of women that got maced. The only thing they were doing was standing in front of people of color. That's what they were doing. That's the only thing they were guilty of. And that cop walked up and maced, didn't give them an order to move, didn't t- tell them to leave. He didn't tell them anything. He walked up and sprayed them in the face. And when the one lady who didn't react as much as he wanted her to, he pulled off her mask and sprayed her point blank in the face. Mm, that's crazy. And, and, and nothing happened. And he, and he was fine. He oh, walked yeah. away and in the end the the uh police chief knows this because he released a statement because everyone's upset about it and he's like it's for their protection it's for their protection so that situation people recorded it and people have pictures of it but all the police officers have their badge numbers covered that's ridiculous you're just giving them ability to just act completely balls out crazy why are they without without impunity numbers be covered that's unacceptable because it was to protect them and their families the only people who can look up their fucking badge numbers are themselves can the public look up badge numbers i'm gonna google it no but i mean that's what you would use to report them right that's what i mean but i can't i can't take you know whatever guy's badge number two four four five look him up on google and show up on his house the only person who can look up his badge number someone in the department are the fucking police so why are you trying to hide his badge number from me Except to report him, and then for, and then for the mayor to be like, "Well, we set up a a, a civilian." Yeah, but what are we supposed to do? To they all look exactly the same. Exactly, they're all in fucking riot gear. Distinguish them at all. And I will say, things have gotten better in Columbus. So Sunday, um, like I think the police were told just like to chill the fuck out, and like the front line was the um, National Guard, and they're the National Guard are chill. Well, yeah, because they're like. Look, we have guns. We're not going to use these unless someone is like charging right. us with a shooting. Bayonet. Um, yeah, and also we're the National Guard, and like we've seen other stuff. So yeah, and it, like they were fine. Like everything was perfectly peaceful. And when things got ramped up, is when the they when they were like their you know checkout time, and the police took over, and that's when things got haywire again. And then today, which I think was beautiful and hilarious, today. Someone, 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 someone got their ass chewed out, I'm sure. Because today the police were there with no riot gear. 
like be a badass and like spray people and hit people with bullets without your riot gear on and see how well that worked out and they didn't they didn't they didn't become aggressive towards the crowd when they didn't have their faces covered when they didn't have full riot gear on not gonna start something the only thing that the only thing that changed was how they were it didn't change who the protesters were or what the protesters were there for or what the protesters were saying the only thing that changed was the cops uh invisibility and their protection yeah you're not gonna start shit when you don't have your your so you're not gonna tell me the the black people are the problem Uh they're not I don't know what else I had to say. I think it might be <laughs> Okay. I have, I have a lot. I just have a lot of things to say. I just, I just, I just, I say a lot of things to bigoted white people on social media. I do say a lot of things to them. And then I get called a libertard and I say, you know, insult, insulting me is definitely a shine of your intelligence. But I just libertard. Why is that even a well, word? I'm not even a liberal, goddammit. And why is it being why is being a liberal an insult? Yeah, no, it's not. Like I'm okay with that. Calling me a liberal would not be an insult. I'm no. I'm okay with that because you're calling me that because I'm uh open to the rights of all people. And mm-hmm that's what you are finding so offensive and you equate that to liberals because I'm a feminist and I believe in equal rights based on doesn't matter what color skin you are, what gender you are, what gender identity you uh, identify yourself as. And that's why you're calling me a liberal. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's quite all right. I'm trying to look for. Okay. So this was when the uh, governor had posted about a council to like review issues with the police from protests right and this white cunt says hopefully it doesn't come out of our taxes of people's checks who actually work for a living what does that mean bitch i said because i'm an asshole i said comments like this and people who make them are part of the bigger problem you're implying a whole race of people does not work you're implying your money and you are more important to them, more important than them and their money. Wake up, listen with an open mind and, and an open heart. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. This is what she says. She pulls a play out of fucking Trump's book and says, it was actually just a joke. Taxes always go up on everything. And I said, offense intended. Because always people no say, offense. no offense. Fuck that. I say, offense intended. Saying it's a joke after bigotry and small mindedness is pointed out is lame. Next time, try, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Thank you for helping me understand, and I will do better in the future. There's no shame in admitting you are wrong, and it's okay for us to change our minds when we understand. She never replied. (laughs) But it's just shit like that, because I'm an asshole. I don't care. What are you going to do? You're not going to hurt my feelings online, and I'm going to tell you you're a cunt when you're a cunt. Easy. Makes me feel better. It's going to be real hard for people to admit that what I hope comes out of this, well, is a lot of things, right? But the one, one of, of the things, things one of the things, I hope you out, uh, is that 
white people have to call white people out more. Because I know I've been guilty of not yeah. calling people out because it was uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It, you're like, mm-hmm. this isn't worth it right now, which is bad and not true. It's worth it every time because mm-hmm. because other humans are worth it. And so I have to, yeah, we all have to do better and you have to call it out every time, no matter who it is, no matter how much you don't think, okay, this isn't worth the uncomfortableness or the argument or the whatever that this is going to cause because it is, because you never know Mm -hmm. what that person will do or say to someone down the road, what that comment or what that action can do to that person. But what I'm hoping this will do is make, right? Everyone's talking a good game right now. Everyone's mm-hmm. jazzed up. Everyone's fired up. For the most and part. There are some well, fuckers course, out there. there are. But <laughs> what I'm seeing is a lot of white people talking a good game and saying, yes, and you have to, you have to be anti-racism, not just not a racist. And you have to speak. And, you, and I'm like, yes, we do. And we have to be better because we've been sucking. We've been sucking as allies. We've been saying we're allies and we've been sucking as allies and we have to do better. And so I'm hoping that people will, yeah, call each other out. But what that's going to lead to is a lot of people being defensive as fuck. Shamed. And Mm -hmm. saying, and not listening and, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a joke. Oh, I'm just da 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 da. And then us having to really be like, no, you weren't joking. Yeah. You were making a statement that you felt is true. And this Uh is why that is a racist and ignorant thing to say. What I am telling you is that it is racist. And I am telling you this out of love for you so that you can hear it and so that you can Uh self-reflect. Is this the person you are? Do you really believe that an entire race of people is? Is that what you believe? Right. Right? Is it? Are you that person? Is that the person you want to be? Because now feels like a time where you could really decide, is that truly who you want to be? But it's going to lead. What side of history do you want to be on? This, I hope, is going to lead to a lot of these uncomfortable moments. And we have to charge forward and embrace this uncomfortable shit and build up a tougher skin. Because you guys, for their entire life, are black Right, it's not has dealt with microaggressions on a daily basis, out and right racist bullshit. They have dealt with fear, followed in antagonism, and just outright horrendous shit. And we have to fucking tit up because we have been some white pussy allies (laughs) for our community that we say we love, you're not say we're friends with, and that we say we support, and we've done a shit job. Being an ally does not mean you're not no. racist. Like you, it's more no, than that. That's not what that means. You can, you can, in your heart, really believe like, no, I'm not a racist. But you can fail mm-hmm. in doing the things you need to do to back that up. And we have all failed. We have all failed in a lot of ways and in big ways. And we have to own that. It doesn't make us bad people, but we have to own it now. And we have to do better. Because if we don't now, then we're fucking assholes. If we don't own our mistakes and if we don't own our our unconscious biases, because we all fucking have them. I don't care who you are. They are there and they are deep. And we have to dig them up and look at them, own them, process them, 
and move on with them because they're there. Mm -hmm. But if we don't do the work and if we don't move forward and if we don't, if we don't reach out to the black community and say, how can we help and what can we do better? Cause we're listening. Then, then we become fucking douchebags. Right. But don't be a white savior. Like, follow their lead. Like, you're not setting up, like, as a white person, you have no business setting up a protest or uh, instigating the cops. Like, follow their lead. Like, don't be that person. Um, I was going to say something. Uh, oh, and confronting people, like you were in saying, like, no matter how uncomfortable it is for you to confront someone, it is nowhere near as uncomfortable it is for that, for people of color that they've lived their whole life with systemic racism. I find it's helpful to confront people, and I use this for people who make uh, derogatory comments to women or about women or whatever. But I always love, I love this. I pull, especially on, I love this. I go, I play dumb. What does that mean? Because now they have to explain the racism to me. Mm-hmm. Or they say, oh, never mind. And then that's when I'll like confront them. Like, no, no, are you saying this? And they're like, oh, it's just a joke. And it's like, well, you know, then you, then you talk through it. And I think part of our responsibility when confronting people is we also have to, it can't be a, a like, I told you so. And if they, if they do agree and be like, yeah, I, that was wrong or whatever. You can't be like, yeah, I told you so. Because that, that puts people back into that defensive position. It's okay. Like I, it's, like I said, it's okay to change your mind. I think we have to set that tone that it's okay to change your mind. Like there's no shame in admitting you were incorrect. There's no shame in changing your mind for the better. Yeah. Look, racism is a scale. Not everyone is wearing a KKK hat. And walking around as a grand mm-hmm. wizard, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And we all... So people say they're not racist. I have black friends. I'm not a racist. Right? That's a super dumb racist thing to say. Uh, but maybe you really mean it, Janet. You know what I mean? In your heart of hearts, you really mm-hmm. don't realize that that's a dumb fucking thing to say. And you're like, no, but I I do have black friends. and I do. But we need to get you, we need to get you farther in this. And we need to get you there with love in our hearts and patience. But we also we also need to realize that in the time that it takes us to figure out our role in this and figure out where we are in this racist scale and where we fit in this fight and how we do, people are dying and, and suffering. And so, yeah, you need to wrap your brain around this and you need to like, where do I fit and how do I do this? But you need to do this shit quickly. And we need to we need to get our act together now because people are fucking dying. So get your shit together, Karen's. Okay. hmm And I like I encourage people to at least like go down and join a protest. Like see it. It's not dangerous. No. Like there are people who do things, but those people, for the most part, are gone. Like the, uh, you know, the black people were self-policing those people who were making choice. I saw people, you know, make a human chain around of a, around a police officer who got separated yeah, from his a, his group, and he was by himself. Wolf, I saw a human great. chain in front of a Target when people wanted to start kicking in windows. I saw a bunch of white dudes kicking in the windows of a place and a black woman a woman screaming for them to stop screaming for them to stop this is not what we want this is not what we're here for that wasn't what they were there for either 
you know, like those, I mean, those things have been weeded out for the most part. It's not dangerous. Go down. And I get not everyone can go down there. Child care is, I, I would, I would not take your young children yeah, down there. Yeah, I mean, that's the right reason now. we didn't go because it was right. too much for five Um If your children are, are, are older-ish, I think it's, you know, okay. I would say like teenagers. Um, I mean, because, I mean, even, even if you aren't maced directly, if there's mace in the air within that block, like yeah. it affects you. Or pepper spray, not mace. Um, it affects you. Um, goggles are great. You can get them for a couple bucks at Lowe's or Home Depot. Just super glue the holes shut. That's what everyone's had to do, and that's what I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I would recommend going. If you can't go, that's fine. Like, I get that. Especially but there are other ways, issues, but there's other there ways to help. Support. There's, there's yeah. organizations. There are also organizations you can donate to to help with bail. There are tons of organizations. Mm-hmm. That you supplies can just even beyond the protest to help support um different i mean yeah. donate to black lives matter uh the naacp they have several different funds you can give to we just did that um but there are tons yeah. of we have groups here collecting like um uh spray bottles water washcloths stuff like that for protests goggles they're collecting that stuff there's even been protests are gonna end and so you need to think right long term right i mean the protests are gonna no i'm just saying by the time this airs the protest most likely will probably be done um maybe and so yeah they're looking at organizations that you support in whatever vein it is you're looking to support in the combating racism whether it's in education whether it's in supporting women-run businesses whether it's in social justice whether it's in criminal reform whether it's you know there are multiple organizations Mm -hmm. that you can research and help support so oh so um because of covid issues or whatever there's um like a a restaurant group locally like uh like supporting restaurants like they like restaurants like what there's like just what restaurants need help or whatever like that so someone started a thread like like focus like let's have a thread focus like on specifically um black and minority owned restaurants and people were like oh that's great but then of course there's some karens are like why aren't we focusing on all groups still why are all of a sudden i'm just like shut the fuck up yeah, Karen's are times like that. I wish I was a moderator of a group because I would just fucking boot them with like just right. Up I did ass. see a really good sign, and it was Karen's against racism, and it was like I'm gonna need to speak to the manager of systemic racism, please. Which was really I love funny. that. I want to make yeah. that a shirt. We can make that. It when was you come pretty good. Me. I was like, okay, that Karen, I like. I'm gonna need to speak to the manager of systemic. Like you're admit you're owning your yeah. Karenism, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm make gonna it use work it for good. I was like, okay, because <laughs> I'm sorry, all all white women of a certain age have a little bit of a Karen you in do. them. You can't you can't help it. It just genetically kicks in. They have a little Karen. They got a little Linda, and they got a little mm-hmm. Sharon. But that one. What's a male um, Karen? Richard. No, Chad? I, I decided oh, I Richard. actually it's Richard, but he goes by Dick. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're an hour and one minute in. You want to talk sure. about imposter syndrome? <laughs> well, okay, so the, like the quick definition is a persistent inability to believe that one's success is uh, inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills, and a lot of it too is like the fear of being quote found out. 
So you're always trying to be this person, this like intelligent, get it done kind of person because you have a fear of people finding out that you're actually not as smart as you are. Or you're actually not as worthy as as they perceive you to be. So um, you would kind of end up internalizing questions like telling yourself, you don't know what you're doing. Any moment someone's going to catch you. Why would you even attempt this? You're a failure. You're a shame. Uh, and it's it's doubts that creep into minds, and they creep into minds of everyone. But I uh, like the original ideology was that this is something that um, really affects women. Um, it becomes a mixture of an anxiety and persistent inability to accept and recognize our success. Uh, I know um, I like trouble uh, accepting compliments. I have trouble like in the workforce, the work area when someone's like, oh, you know, I really like your work on this project. Like, I always want to be like, oh, well, Vicky helped me. Vicky did a lot of this. And I just, I don't want to, <sighs> I think as women, because this is something that a lot of men suffer for. I think as women, like we don't want to be perceived as like boastful or like stuck on ourselves or, you know, conceited. So we over do it on like no 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 like it wasn't me it was like about oh like i didn't do anything i'm like this is just normal you know um do you do that i do, do you reject compliments i have a really hard time taking compliments in public uh because i don't like mm -hmm. like if we have a team meeting or something and they're like oh we want to you know, and I really want to thank Whitney for the hard work that she did. Da, da, da. Like, I'll know I did the hard work. I just did a project and it took a long time and I did a good job on it. Well, really, and, mm -hmm. uh, and people were, well, I mean, like I did what I could, you know, it was a lot of work and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I get really uncomfortable and embarrassed in those situations when, and they're like, Oh yeah, thanks. And I'm like, Oh, and I didn't kind of ignore, I was just like, Hmm you know and I was like well you guys we don't have it yet so don't thank me yet it could still blow up in my you know I just very much deflect and I'm like it still could just be a fucking disaster um <laughs> so yeah I very much deflect when I get compliments like that. but then like later when it's just Joey and I, I'll be like I have worked my fucking ass off on this thing I yeah. am just oh my god I've done so much and I've worked so hard on this and I Holy crap. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a goddamn enigma here. <laughs> That's why I don't totally agree with my score on this test. Because I'm like, it's the way these questions are worded. <laughs> like, technically, yes. But also, I am also a, uh, what, a three-wing four on the anagram. So, I really do like being acknowledged for all of my work. But then I'm really uncomfortable when I am. It's very confusing uh there's a quote by tina fey that says the beauty of imposter syndrome is switching between extreme egomania and complete feeling of i'm a, I'm a fraud oh my god they're on to me i'm a fraud well, that's 100 accurate yeah and like an hour i'll be like i should be fucking running this place and then the next hour i'm like oh my god they're gonna fire me oh i shouldn't be here i'm gonna go work at walmart like yeah uh, the former first lady, Michelle Obama, uh, would 
lay awake at night when she was a young girl and ask herself, am I too loud? Am I too much? Am I dreaming too big? And eventually says she just got tired of always worrying what everyone else thought of me. So she said, so I decided not to listen. That works. (laughs) Yeah, probably not quite that easy. But um, what was what was your score? Oh, it was like 57. It's it is. okay. Definitely too low. Yeah, I don't agree with it being that though. But like I said, the way the questions were worded, I was like, well, technically this is a yes, but you're not allowing me to be like, but then do you tell your husband at home that you're fucking amazing? Like that wasn't an option. (laughs) It was just like at work, do you have trouble with compliments? I'm like, well, yeah, I really do. But. (laughs) So I scored a 77 out of 100. And, like, the little blurp exclamation was, uh, no matter what you manage to accomplish, you are unable to, you are unable to enjoy your success. You see yourself out as an, apost- an imposter, I cannot read, and fear that eventually, specifically, if you make a mistake or fail, people will discover that you are actually incompetent. I mean, I know you are, but I won't tell anybody. And that I have a lack of confidence and a tendency to believe that success due to factors that you cannot control. Are like my success is just from luck or fear that you will be unable to sustain my, I will be unable to sustain my success that I will lose people's interest I find it difficult to take ownership of my achievements and I experience a great deal of self-doubt and self-degradation I feel like it just you said did. the same thing twice with different words yeah. <laughs> I was just reading it um yeah mine is similar like you want to believe that you are worthy of success but can't fully convince yourself uh feel like you haven't entirely earned the respect and praise that you were given uh after attribute some of your success to factors beyond your control yeah very similar mm-hmm. um which is like so I said, uh, I think and my like where you is skewed which low. scores that makes more sense um because i am <laughs> fairly confident in some areas i know i'm just like nope i'm really good at this but there definitely are others the the thing about imposter syndrome that i identify most with is the um people well, there's five types there's five types okay read the types okay there's you the perfectionist yeah. the superwoman okay the natural genius are there the are there soloist? descriptions of these the expert not the expert um, not what i'm looking at let me i can try to find something for you why what do well, you what do you i'm just curious because i think i would either be the oh you want you want i, want I don't know what them. superwoman means because i could be that no you're you don't not. know because you don't have a description but you're not superwoman you don't fly around I on do. a cape do you have a magic yeah, lasso that's wonder woman ding Rope? dong i don't know what it is it's wonder huh? woman Oh, no, they're fucking not. Okay, the perfectionist, you. The perfectionist represents a person with imposter syndrome that strives to be their absolute best. No matter the cost to their mental health, these individuals may be identified as typical perfectionists who set impossibly high standards for themselves. The superwoman. Oh, this one says the superwoman slash man. Uh, Represents a person with imposter syndrome that often struggles with work addiction. This person may feel inadequate relative to colleagues and continue to push themselves as hard as possible, regardless of the consequences to their mental, physical, or emotional health. 
the natural genius. The natural genius represents a person with imposter syndrome that not only struggles with perfectionism, but also sets a lot of lofty goals their first try. These individuals feel unworthy, guilty, and shameful if they cannot easily complete a task or achieve a goal on their first go. The soloist, which I'm pretty sure is me. The soloist represents a person with imposter syndrome that has extreme difficulties asking others for help. Perhaps they may feel that others are not confident as themselves or that they must prove their own worth through their productivity. See, that could be me too, though. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't ask for help very often. Yeah, I don't either. I just keep taking it on and taking it on. And I'm like, well, I just would rather do it because I don't think that you know how. I remember when you were coming up like a couple days before my wedding to like help me get stuff done. You got here. I'm like, it's all done. You're like, but we had to make things. I was like, I did it. You're like, what the fuck? You did help me do branches the night before. I almost lost a finger. And Michael's like, I was using scissors or something to cut branches. Michael's like, why don't you use like the actual branch clippers? I was like, not a bad idea. (laughs) Well, well thought out there, Michael. Uh, the expert uh, is a person with imposter syndrome that never feels good enough despite being extremely knowledgeable. This person may feel like they are less experienced than their colleagues if they do not know an answer or have knowledge on certain topics. I'm definitely I'm not saying. that person. Do I ask a billion, zillion questions for clarification? There's a lot of things there. A lot of things. I don't know. I could be... I'm a soloist. So are you a, sol- a soloist perfectionist? Possibly, yes. So I don't I don't I don't see why. Uh, we're also we're also self diagnosing here. Like we have not received an official diagnosis. So yeah, I think I'm a blend. Um, definitely because I do a lot and I just take it on and just do it because I just do. Though so, technically, imposter syndrome is not an actual recognized official disorder. No, it's just you being a ridiculous human. Mm-mm. There's no known uh, causes, but it's believed that it's likely upbringing, personality, and genetic factors. Hmm. Yeah, the piece of it that I... I think I have I have only child imposter syndrome, then, if it's based yeah. on upbringing. <laughs> I have only child imposter that syndrome. That could be a factor. I am... Um... Yeah, the compliment things, eh, I mean, that's a definitely a thing. But the thing that I, that I think really gave me the score is uh that i always just am like okay are they gonna figure out they think i'm very smart right and they are like no you're a subject matter expert and they like oh you you i'm gonna send them to you because you know what you're talking about and and i'm like oh my god do i oh shit uh and so i'm always just like nope one day they're gonna be like oh we figured it out you're a moron and logically, I know that I'm not a moron. I know that I'm a smart person and I have experience and I have unique experience that no one else where I work has. Uh, but with that comes like weird pressure because mm-hmm. true, no one knows what I know, but also you're going to come at me with some weird questions. And then if I don't know the answer, I'm going to feel weird and like I'm disappointing you and also I work now I've never worked in a place where there's so many like oh there's like PhDs and lots of people I work with a there's like a shit ton of people and 
everybody's very smart. Really fucking smart. um, You know, we work with people all over campus and it's one thing to work in a tiny little fishbowl where you can like talk about stuff and, you know, no one really knows any different. But now you might be presenting and there's going to be like, well, there's going to be 20 PhDs in here and da, 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 and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, there's a chance. And there could be someone in the crowd who wants to play stump exactly. the professor and ask obnoxious questions that they know the answer to and they know you don't know, but they just want to sell their superiority by asking you a right? question that you don't or know like, the to. Or they know you know and others. I do know and then they start asking questions and you like go through that moment where you like start self-doubting because you're like, well, is that right? Maybe, Maybe that's that right. right. Yeah. I just... It's a little bit of a mind fuck. My, I get. I think some of mine too is from like engineering and technology recruiting. ENT and engineering technology recruiting is. I am like the odd bitch out. Like it's engineering technology is mostly men, right? Oh yeah, recruiters. And so like they're dicks, you know. And I know I talk a game and I'm sarcastic about like, oh, like if I have to deal with him in that meeting, I'm wearing heels, so I'm three feet taller than him fucker's gonna learn but it's still like they still and even like i feel like people judge women harder too than they do men like oh like she's being irrational or oh like she's being moody when you're just pissed off where a man can be have passion but a woman's being moody and so you just try to like keep that under control and make sure you are the best because if you are not the best as a woman when it's mostly men then you're not going to last long because it's going to stand out. You have to be better than the men and you have to work twice as hard to be better than the men because they get more opportunities, especially when the boss is a man because they're all bros and they all make their locker room jokes that you're actually supposed to act like you don't hear. You think they're funny too. I don't. That's probably why people don't like me. One of many reasons. What does that mean? And I make them explain their sexist joke to me. Oh, gross. Huh. Weird. It's nasty. <laughs> I'll t- I'm telling you what. Playing dumb on sexist, racist, homophobic jokes, it's beautiful. What's that mean? Because it, when it's, especially when it's really raunchy and re- or really assholery, they don't want to explain it because they, they know it's a shit thing to explain. They know they're being stupid. So make them explain it. Don't let them get off on. Oh, just not, never mind. No, I'm I'm curious. I really want to know. Tell me, please. Um, dealing with your imposter syndrome, Whitney, you need serious, serious mental mm, therapy. Well. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, imposter syndrome is not even a real thing. It's just a thought. Uh, but it, it should be treated like any other um, kind of like mental uh, issue. With same thing with like anxiety and depression. It's beneficial for people to pursue talk therapy or psychotherapy. I feel like my psychiatrist would think I was fucking crazy if I, I'm going to go in there next time and be like, so I did a podcast and I decided that I have imposter really? syndrome on top of PTSD, uh, severe depression and i don't remember what else but yeah i was gonna add that in there too just for her to be like okay she's like well this is a turn uh (laughs) she thinks i'm funny anyway you know i know i'm funny i know i'm funny because my psychiatrist thinks i'm funny so she's your your test audience i'm just saying if i can make her laugh just saying um so uh let's discuss your feelings of inadequacy (sighs) whitney 
Let's let's source this out. What makes you feel inadequate right now? I'm going to help you with your imposter syndrome. I'm going to cure you. Okay, no, you're not. No, this is not how this is going. <laughs> so what ways to deal with imposter syndrome or to help yourself are uh, talking about it with others, talking about your inadequacy with others, um, finding someone else who is also kind of dealing with it. See, oh, we're going to okay. help each other, Whitney. I have more to work on. I scored a 77. Okay. Um it's all about talking. Talk with others. Talk therapy. Talk with someone who's like you. Talk about one day at a time. Um, but also, to, like some of these are more realistic. Like, set goals for yourself. Yes. And I guess maybe, like, a, a realistic goal would be, like, okay, from now on, I'm going to accept yes. genuine compliments. I'm going to say you. thank yes, you. Yes, I worked hard. Thank that, you. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, I don't know that's a measurable goal. Well, I goal. think it is. You I can... mean... But it is be aware of like, yeah, yeah, when when your boss says because like I work with my director is very kind and he is very conscious about like giving um, shout outs to people when they do something. And so, yeah, like next time he does that, I'll just be like, thank you. Well, and shout outs and those almost that's where I even get like that's where almost is worse for me because if my boss just says to me, like, oh, you did a good job, I'd be like, oh, Yeah, cool, much thanks. easier one-on-one. But hard? when it's, like, in But when it's in a group of people, like, I feel like now I can't be an asshole. Like, I have to make sure that anyone who did any little thing to help me with this project. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Vicky ran the reports for me, and uh, Karen over there, like, got in my way. No, but, like, I feel like I need to, like, make sure that, Everybody like, gets credit. Because I don't want, I don't, right, and I don't want other people to be like, that bitch, yeah. I helped, I helped her do I that. Know. She gets all the credit for oh, it. I know. I, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would have those same feelings. Like if I, well, not really. If I, only way I would have those feelings towards someone else is if like, so I did a big project and Vicky helped me. If the boss was like, Vicky, great job on getting that project done. I'd be like, excuse me? Yeah. You know what I mean? If I did the majority oh, yeah. and someone else took credit for it. But if I just like pulled some reports for someone who did like a four day long project and I like checked some reports and got some numbers for her, I didn't really do that much. I just got the data for yeah. her, you know? <sighs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, accept compliments. That's yeah, our new that goal, Whitney. That's a tangible goal. Um, we got to start questioning our negative thoughts at the beginning and replace them with positive thoughts. So when you feel like. People are going to find out that you're a fraud or that they're smarter than you because they have PhDs. Whitney, tell yourself that they might have PhDs, but fucking hell, you know it's not that hard to get PhDs. This is true. It just takes a while. Right. But it's not that hard. It just takes a while. It just takes a while. And honestly, sometimes you just have to like buddy up to your professor because they're the ones that decide when you're done. Or your, not your professor, your advisor, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but like okay so like your master's degree is what is it exactly <laughs> it is in vision rehabilitation therapy and low vision therapy right so i won't pretend for a second that my generic mba was anywhere near as much work as your master's right so if i got a phd in education eh am i smarter than you no 
No, I'm not. Because you have some crack ass, very specific master's degree that makes you a subject matter expert. And you are so much more valuable than an MBA with a, with a PhD in education. Fucking they hand those things out at McDonald's if you pay enough. Okay. Secret menu. So Whitney, it is on a secret menu. It's a little expensive. So Whitney, quit having negative thoughts. You are smart. You are kind and you are worthy. And as I just compared our abilities to each other, the next one is stop comparing (laughs) abilities. Well, we fucked that up. Ignore that one. I had a point and it worked. Um, focus on face-to-face situations instead of the virtual Can't world. Can't do that right and now. That's a little fucked I know, up. Like, yeah. When was this written? <laughs> um, and fucking, I don't know how to meditate. You're going you to teach, here, you you're gonna teach me how to meditate. That's our goal. We're going to make some obnoxious t-shirts or some like, uh, uh, bigotry baiting t-shirts. I'm kind of oh, looking at fun. some of those too. And I kind of want to make like one of those. I do like a confrontation yeah, with a yeah, stranger. Yeah. I love it. He's going to the grocery store and they're, they're like, you know, Karen is very upset about your t-shirt supporting gay rights or black lives matter or anything else that she just, just, it's an abomination. I love that word. I love to make people use that word. An abomination. Because I ask him for the definition of abomination and most of them can't tell me. Um, and you just got to move forward despite negative thoughts, okay. Whitney. So what did you learn? Um, I learned that I'm great and we're going to accept compliments and I'm going to teach you to meditate. Mm-hmm. We're gonna yeah, make, and we're going to make, uh, make Karen baiting t-shirts. It has no. nothing to do with this. Okay. Let's diagnose our f- people that we know. Yeah. That seems That's healthy. Fine. I know. You have to make sure they don't listen to the show. Oh, they do because Amanda. I think Amanda's a superwoman. Okay. okay. See, mm-hmm. I don't know her enough to to diagnose her. So this is all. I, don't know her you. I mean, I don't know her. I don't know her in a business world very well. Um, let's see, Linda. No, I, I, Linda doesn't have any self doubt. She doesn't give a shit Ooh, what anyone job, thinks Linda. about anything. <laughs> She's like, "Fuck you! Let me see your dog." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess that's all, really. Do you have a simple joy, my dear? Um, yes, I do. So uh, my friend Meredith, uh, you've met her. She sent me a thing today. She was like, I got something for you. And I was like, oh, what? Because uh, I'm a horrible gift giver. And I'm always like, oh, no, please don't buy oh. me things because <laughs> I never buy you things. And it makes me feel bad. But she sent me a link. And I was like, oh, what is this? And so there's a website called Cameo. Have you heard of it? You can Uh go on there and you can find um, like celebrity type people and you can pay to have them do a personal message. Like you send them a message about somebody and then they'll do a video. Okay. It's super sweet. So I was like, oh my God, I'm looking at Paula from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like I see a video and I'm like, what? Is that Paula? So I play the message. It's a couple minutes and it's, uh, have you watched any Crazy Ex-Girlfriend first of all? Have you? Okay. So Paula, fucking Paula, who I fucking adore. Paula, she goes, hello, beautiful Whitney, my beautiful cookie. And I about shit my pants. Um, And like I start crying because I've cried 
since, I don't know, last Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever she had, I've just been crying all week. Um, and she's like, your mm-hmm. friend Meredith sent me this message. I'm going to read it to you. And so Meredith just wrote like, my friend Whitney, she's a really sweet person. And she works at the University of Cincinnati. She works in Cincinnati University with students. And she wrapped up the semester. And she's also been, you know, facilitating her daughter's kindergarten classes. And she finished it somehow. And she's just really sweet. And so... <laughs> So the woman who plays Paula, Donna, Lynn Chapman, she's like, oh, how have you done that? You're amazing. You are a superstar. I don't know how you've done it. Also, I love Cincinnati. I toured there once. It was great. So she's talking to me. And then she sings like a verse from, um, uh, um, oh, shit, what's the song? Uh, uh, so, ah, what is it? That's horrible. I just lost it. But. Uh, whatever your fear run with scissors um oh, yeah. yeah so she's like sings a line of that it's fucking amazing yeah i love it so like it made my day i've like watched it five times because i'm just like oh my god paula's fucking singing to me and saying called me cookie she called me cookie like four times so it was like <laughs> made my day so my tiny joy. So a couple of weeks ago, I had talked about um, these new uh, inexpensive cups that I had bought. Oh wait, and I should say all the money went to No Child Goes Hungry or feed the. Ch- it went to a charity to feed children. So oh, I should say cool. that like it's not like this. Yeah, I should say that money. Paula from yeah. Crazy Ex Girlfriend is not like making money off of this. It's going to charities oh, to thanks. feed children. It's cool. And yeah, bad. but, I but like people. I also need to say that. Everyone needs money right now. True. Times are rough, Whitney. But I should say that. <laughs> but I assume yeah, celebrities are I forgot. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I talked about these cups that I had ordered. Um, and they were much more, they were very affordable. One was like, um, one was 19 something. And this one was $9.99. The one I really liked is $10. And it's like a starter kit because it's two, $10. Two size cups, bell-shaped cups, and a microwave collapsible um I just lost the word. Sterilizer. Disin- not disinfectant. Yes, I was going to say disinfectant, like Lysol. Don't put that inside you. <laughs> but so I was like, I've been like so excited to try them. I've never once in my life period. been like, oh my gosh, can't wait to my period, right? Oh my God. My period was almost two weeks late. <laughs> it's fascinating to be late and know that there's no way in fucking hell unless like Jesus raped you in your He's sleep that you're pregnant. Rapey. He's sneaky he little bastard. Um, or like maybe some ghost oh, infidelity yeah. got me. I don't know. But I was just like, I haven't slipped infidelity in for a couple episodes. But um, my period was, oh my God, it was almost two weeks late and it lasted nine oh days. God. That's like, I wanted to like murder someone, probably myself. Period. I know. And it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't like bad. It was just like, it was like five days of, kind of oh. period like enough to just yeah, be annoying like either fucking commit like I'd, not I'd get it all out. out instead of dragging it out oh, i was so annoyed but anyway so i tried the uh, the 20 dollar one it was okay i feel like it's a little bit maybe too long for my oh, cervix yeah. um but these bell-shaped ones were, were oh, great good. were amazing i loved them for ten dollars yeah. so I'll, I'll be sure to give you i'll send the link so we can post yeah, it up there that. Love them. This brand on, on it's available on Amazon Prime. They have a couple other um, 
like in their line, a couple other things too, like different shapes and stuff like that. But so I, um, I'm going to start, uh, like budgeting to get a couple of these a month for, um, I support the girls, which is, um, a charity that, uh, helps people, women, uh, people with who have periods i don't even say women people who have periods people who need brawls stuff like that the stuff that's just you know makes you feel better to have those things makes you less worried about having those things those things are expensive to a lot of people and it's a charity for that so um i talked to the local like organizer here in columbus and asked her like is this a thing that would be even be usable and she said oh my god yes she's like i get asked for them all the time and we don't Mm, get very many of them in yeah so for $10, like, I can lose $20 a month and not know where oh, it went, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's like one delivery Chipotle with yeah. avocado, you know? Well, cool. I'm glad they work. That's awesome. I know. I loved them. And also, my disc. I just I checked it to mail today, and it was in. So I have a disc to oh, try nice. now, too. So I'm ready for my next period, fuckers. Your next, uh... Your next half month period. And, and I know some people probably think this is like, oh, what? So I got the disc off of Put a Cup in It's oh, nice. trading group. Nice. Mm-hmm. It, she tried it a couple times yeah, and it wasn't for I her. I think it's such a good idea. She's like, she's like I used it less than oh, five yeah. minutes. But it's I mean. Sterilize and you're going to sterilize it. And like, I think it's such a great group yeah. because. So if I hate it, I'll send it to you. I'll sterilize I'll and send it, it to you. I will try it. Oh. Anything else, my dear? All right. Then you can find us on Instagram at Platonic Life Mates. You can find us on Facebook at Platonic Life Mates. Our Facebook group, Platonic Life Mates Adult Lady Friend. Our email address is Platonic Life Mate Singular because some Karen out there took our email address. Or our website, PlatonicLifeMates.com. And... One thing I didn't talk about today, I want to be more involved with Twitter because honestly, I, I think Twitter's kind of badass right now because of all the stuff with Trump. People were like, oh, like Twitter messed up. They flagged his stuff. No, because they flagged more of his stuff. I'm pretty sure that Twitter knew what they were doing and they picked a fight with the president and I fucking love it. So I want to like be more on Twitter and post more on Twitter because that's well, amazing. I, so be right. on the lookout for I what? No, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Done. Nope, say it. No, say so it. No, nope, say it. Yeah, they flagged his thing sure but also they know that by flagging it it's probably going to get even more looks and retweets right because it's going to be the tweets that they flag where his supporters are going to retweet it and be about it even more and then the people like us are going to be like yes they flagged it it's all about money in business twitter is not doing this out of the like maybe we finally have got to do something about this fucker. I agree. But I believe that highlighting his insanity potentially could pull like conservative moderates to be like, dude, this man is fucking crazy. He's already trying to start a fucking cold war with China. Okay. Let's just give more, like, moderate conservatives a reason to, like, jump ship for an election. Because we need anyone who's willing to get on board with fucking old man Biden. Because slim pickings, but it's better than the crazy motherfucker. But I don't think 
Twitter did not do this out of like concern. They did this for money, I, but I, but they knew what they were doing. Yes, they knew what they were doing, and I'm getting okay more with money. It. That's what they're doing. I'm not against no, people but getting I paid. Mean, don't make it sound like oh, Twitter's like picking a fight because they want to like no, they're no, but they did pick like, the fight. This is such a mild cool. thing compared to what they actually could do. Like it. What could they do? What would you rather them do? Them like being like, oh, it didn't shut him down. Violence, like on one. Tw- it's such a mild play on what could be done as far as like <sighs> if you really want to take control in false things and on tweets that are out of control. It was. It was just their first day of protest, Whitney. Let them get their campaign going. You can't judge them on their first I'm just try. Saying. you've done it fine you've done it now there were a shit ton before this you could have done all it is is about the numbers and the money that's the only reason this is being done the only reason so why doesn't facebook do it mark zuckerberg doesn't want to flag statements from politicians i mean they do fact check posts they do put that on there but they don't want to flag statements from politicians you have to ask mark zuckerberg that I was asking why you thought. I don't, I don't have an opinion on Mark Zuckerberg's things. What I'm telling you is this is my... You don't like I, Facebook. I'm not on it that much, but this is my opinion as why Twitter did this. This is not to make a political... Because Trump is on Twitter. That is the way he communicates. Trump fucking loves Twitter. It was his thing. <laughs> so then all of a sudden Twitter... Oh, we're going to put it on here. They did it because they knew Trump was going to lose his fucking mind. And, oh, they censored me. And then look how many people went to go see it. Retweet it. His supporters are going to go fucking apeshit for it. The people who hate him are going to go fucking apeshit for it. It hits everything. This is this is just strictly a, like... Because there are many other things that he's put up there that have incited violence. Why now? We're... Why? But, well, I mean... I get, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. But, I mean, I'm okay. Even if it is for money. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't disagree. I'm okay with that. And, like, why now? But why not now? Like, well, at least maybe they're doing something now. Like, maybe they made a policy change. Or maybe it's just because it's campaign time. Or maybe it's because uh, they want their, their stocks are low. It does, I don't care why necessarily. But I, I like what, I like that it happened. How's sure. that? You can like it. I don't give a okay. shit. I give two shits because all it's going to do is draw more attention to his tweets. That's all it's going to do. But that's where, okay, so that's where I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I think more, like, the more you hide, like, it's the fucking, like, my grandmother's not on Twitter, right? But the more people who, like, see it in other forms, like, see a tweet in other forms, like, people share images of tweets, stuff like that, can be like, this motherfucker is batshit crazy. Yeah, but if you don't that's know that like. three years in then there's no fucking hope for you to know that he's batshit crazy. Yeah, everyone has a breaking point. Everyone has a breaking point. There's a lot of people who voted for him who are like, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, maybe they just got to, we got, we got a couple months. Give people the benefit I, of the doubt. I think we did. And this is where we are. I mean, in 2016, like, I'm not surprised where we are right now. Almost at a cold war, a global pandemic, Worst recession since the Depression and a social movement <laughs> like the 60s. I mean, it makes total sense where we are right now. He wanted to make America great again, and we've time traveled back to uh, 
the sixties, and then let's see, the Spanish flu was what nineteen twenty. 